Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. It's the 14th of January, and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1875 and travel to Alsace on the border of France and Germany, where the polymath and the winner of the 1952 Nobel Peace Prize, Albert Schweitzer, was born. Schweitzer made such an impact in his life in so many different fields that his legacy is very rich and difficult to portray accurately in a five-minute podcast. He won the Peace Prize for his philosophy of reverence for life, which he tried to put into practice through the founding and the sustaining of the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in Gabon in Central Africa. His formative years were spent under the influence of his father, the local Lutheran evangelical pastor who taught him how to play music. His restless Christian faith and his passion for Bach became two of the driving forces in his life. He grew up in an exceptional environment of religious tolerance. Their medieval parish church in Gunsbach was shared by the Protestant and Catholic congregations, who held their prayers in different areas at different times on Sunday. And Schweitzer developed the belief that true Christianity should always work towards a unity of faith and purpose. Schweitzer rapidly gained prominence as a musical scholar and organist, passionate about the rescue, restoration and study of historic pipe organs. And alongside this, he was excelling in his theological studies, and he used these insights to interpret Bach's religious music. His two-volume work on Bach has been translated into many different languages. And after being ordained a curate and quickly becoming the principal of a theological college, he published a book called The Quest of the Historical Jesus. This book, which established his international reputation, and he became famous in the English-speaking world. The theological world has since developed a more nuanced assessment of what Schweitzer attempted to do in addressing the problem of faith and history. Joseph Ratzinger, who published his multi-volume Jesus of Nazareth while he was still Pope Benedict XVI, argues that the real figure of the historical Jesus is not and cannot be identified on a historical level with a divine Christ of faith, and that the historical Jesus is God acting in history. From his viewpoint nearly a hundred years after Schweitzer's groundbreaking work, he warns biblical scholars to avoid the self-limitations of rational positivism. But after this initial impact in the world of theology, towards the latter part of his life, Schweitzer's more mature theological inquiries were focused on St. Paul's mysticism. In his 30s, Schweitzer answered the call of the Society of the Evangelist Missions of Paris 
who were looking for a physician. The committee of this missionary society was not ready to accept his offer, and they considered his theology to be incorrect. And friends and family thought he was crazy, and tried to dissuade him. However, he undertook a three-year doctorate training in medicine, during which he got married, and he wrote his doctoral thesis on the psychiatry of Jesus, defending his mental health. Now a qualified physician, he returned to the Paris Mission Society, refusing to attend a committee to inquire into his doctrine, he met each committee member personally and was at last accepted. Through concerts and other fundraising, he is ready to equip a small hospital in Gabon and without doubt he achieved a lot of good. But towards the end of his life, the medical world like the theological world had moved on and there was serious criticism about the quality of medical care that was given. Schweitzer betrayed a colonial and paternalistic mindset when he said, The African is indeed my brother, but my junior brother. In the context of his age, use of the word brother at all was an unusual expression of human solidarity between Europeans and Africans. However, from our contemporary perspective, there are certainly paternalistic, colonial and maybe even racist undertones to some of his attitudes. To his credit, he eventually amended this notion with his later statement that the time of speaking of older and younger brothers has passed. Later, his critics would point out that he had proceeded to build a hospital appropriate to the needs of junior brothers, with standards of hygiene reminiscent of medical practice in the days before the germ theory of disease came into being. And it is also worth noticing that after three decades in Africa, he continued to rely on European nurses, and unlike some of his contemporaries, neglected to train Africans as skilled workers. Schweitzer considered his ethic of reverence for life, not his hospital, as his most important legacy. Saying that the Lamrine Hospital was just my own improvisation on the theme of reverence for life. Everyone can have their own Lamrine. And a certain ambivalence to his work may be indicated by the fact that two significant works by the BBC and then Warner Brothers about his life have not been promoted and they've fizzled out. The Albert Schweitzer Fellowship was founded in 1940 by Schweitzer to unite American supporters in filling the gap in support for his hospital when his European supply lines were cut off by war. And today the fellowship helps large numbers of young Americans in health-related professionals' fields find or create their own Lamborghini. It selects and supports nearly 250 new American and African Schweitzer Fellows each year from over 100 of the leading schools of medicine, nursing, public health and also every other field with some relationship to health, including music, law and divinity.
That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. If you'd like to know more about Schweitzer or anything else in today's podcast, email the show on pogppod at gmail.com or visit our website at pogp.net. And thank you to Michael Shop for today's piece of bark organ music. Have a lovely day, wherever you are.